0: Hey, welcome to the Be Transformed podcast. This is DK, your co-host, and this is a bonus episode in relation to episode 1. Adam is going to unpack Isaiah 6 and talk about why and how God's presence and his heavenly perspective is vital to start a real change process. You want to start,
1: DK, with Isaiah 6?
0: Sure, Adam. So this is Isaiah 6 at the top. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above above it stood a seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole world is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King and the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips; your iniquity is taken away, and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, "Whom shall I send, and who will go before us?" Then I said, "Here I am; send me."
1: Awesome. So, Isaiah is encountering the Lord. Isaiah is having a God encounter, and that is the one of the ways that that is one of the predominant ways that we change and we are transformed. We have a God encounter, and so this is in the year King. Uzziah died. So there's no king on the throne. And God shows the prophet Isaiah that he is a king on a throne. And so this is very, very important because God initiates change and transformation in our life by showing us a revelation of himself. And God wants to be to us the very thing that we are lacking in this life. So if you're sick, God wants to be Your healer. If right now you're struggling financially, God wants to be your provider. If you're feeling, man, like I really need help, God wants to be your counselor. So wherever you find yourself, whatever you're going through, God wants to speak directly to you where you're at. So God reveals Himself to Isaiah as a king who is seated on the throne. And so the angels in the realm of God. Are crying out, holy, holy, holy. The whole earth is full of His glory, and so now this is important because what's happening here is that Isaiah is receiving heaven's perspective. So first, you see God. You you encounter the holiness of God. God is up. T- he's God is not uptight. He's holy. God reveals Himself as what the nation of Israel is lacking. A king on a throne they don't have a king on the throne he is a king on the throne So then the angels are declaring holy 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 so the attention is put on God and then the intention uh, what is what is, comes forth next is heaven's perspective. The whole earth is full of his glory, even though you're in a situation that is not it doesn't feel like it's glorious. It doesn't feel like it's full of glory, although you may be in lack because someone just died. You may feel, you know, the vacuum of not having a king. I am a king on a throne and the earth is full of my glory. So this is important. When we encounter God, we get heaven's perspective on our situation. And God wants to be to us the very thing that we're lacking. This is how God initiates change and transformation in our life. He shows us that he is the thing that we're lacking. And we have an encounter not only with him, not only with his holiness, but with his perspective on our situation. That's when things begin to change. Most people don't change until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing. We, we change as humans very slow. You see that with Jesus and the disciples. You see that in our own life. Uh, my, my good friend Pastor Scott Persley said that pastoring is like herding snails. We, uh, within this human condition, often change in a way that is slow. And I, I just find that God is initiating change and transformation in our life when we encounter him when we encounter his holiness and when we counter his perspective now as you continue to read you find out that isaiah says woe is me i am undone because i am a man of unclean lips and i dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips but here's the thing god and the angel the angels did not say to isaiah hey bro watch your mouth Stop swearing, you're, you're a dirty boy, you're using bad words. No, he didn't say that. But what happens is when you encounter the holiness of God, you recognize and you see what is deficient in you. So without him being corrected, without him being rebuked, without him being confronted, when he encounters the holiness of God, he realizes, oh wow, I am a man of unclean lips. So his, his posture is not point the finger at other people, but his posture is like, okay, let's remove the log out of my eye. I am a man of unclean lips. He's already a prophet, he's already called, he's already speaking the word of the Lord, but even in that state he realizes, "Whoa. Whoa, hold on. Me, you know, I have some issues in my life." And now what's interesting is that you see this prophet who is he he this is good news because what we're seeing here is that his greatest asset is really his greatest liability until God sanctifies him. He's a prophet. He's called to write, to preach, to speak. But his mouth is his issue. His mouth. This is interesting. He says this, "...because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King." Looking at the face of God, encountering Jesus in the Scripture, encountering the presence of the Holy Spirit uh, in worship, encountering God in the secret place, even encountering the voice of the Lord through a brother or sister in Christ, we encounter God's holiness, and we're, we, are, we have to then look inward at what is deficient in us. And what's awesome about Jesus is that when I look at Him and I see what is deficient in me, He's going to come with a touch from heaven, with a touch to transform what is broken, what is sick, what is unclean, what is deficient. And to me, that's good news because I don't have to cover myself in shame and try to pretend like, oh, no, I'm OK. But I can be like, yeah, you know what? I I, I got I got some unclean lips. I, I say things that are that are not that are not nice. I, I need the touch of God. And to me, that's good. And so so he says, your iniquity is taken away. Your sin is purged. And now the voice of the Lord said, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? This is beautiful because this is God. God is community. Quoting Bishop Mark Sharona. We talk about community. God is community. In God, there's perfect unity, perfect harmony, perfect love. And he shows us not only how we, to treat others, but how to treat ourselves. Because we are spirit, soul, and body. We are three in one the same way God is three in one. And learning to interact with God and seeing how God interacts with himself in the scripture helps me to then interact with myself properly and then interact with others. So I I think that this is a really helpful passage as it relates to us seeing the Lord, seeing what is messed up with us, getting heaven's perspective. And now God touches him And now the guy with a problem becomes part of the solution.
0: And he said, Go and tell his people, Keep on hearing but do not understand. Keep on seeing but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy, and shut their eyes. Lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return and be healed. Then I said, Lord, how long? And he answered, Until the cities are laid waste and without inhabitant, the houses are without a man, the land is utterly desolate, the Lord has removed men far away, and the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land. But yet a tenth will be in it, and will be returned and be for consuming, and a terebinth tree or an oak whose stump remains when it is cut down. So the holy sea shall be its stump.
1: This is not an easy calling, all right? The prophetic is not an easy calling. So God is saying, who who shall I send? Who, Who will be our representative? Who will be our voice in the earth? And so I can't be, and you can't be, and we can't be the voice of God in the earth until we have dealt with our own issues, right? It doesn't mean we ever arrive and we're perfect, but if we don't have the courage to deal with our own issues, we can't be the representatives of the Lord in the earth effectively. So in addition to dealing with our own issues making our own changes, receiving a touch from God, God making our, uh, our liability, our asset, God sanctifying us, forgiving and cleansing, and us having heaven's perspective, then we're ready for the assignment of God. And the assignment of God is also transformational because as I partner with God and I obey God and I give myself to serving God, I'm encountering the one I'm serving And I am being changed and conformed into his image as I renew my mind and as I get his perspective. And it's also powerful that when you speak the word of God, your own ears get used to hearing it. And uh, you are also changed in that sense. There's times where I learn things preaching because the Holy Spirit is saying things, he's quickening me to say things that I didn't know that I knew, but he knew that I knew and he put it inside of me and now he's putting in a demand on it and it's coming forth and I'm like, oh man, I never saw that, I never said that, but he made a deposit in me and then there was a withdrawal that comes out as we yield ourselves to serve the Lord. But this is a really difficult thing because he's basically saying 90% of the people are not going to listen to you and and there's going to be You know, the people's eyes are not going to see, their ears are not going to hear. I just want to say that Jesus quoted Isaiah more than any other writer. So that's really profound there. Jesus used this passage when he was revealing the condition of the children of Israel. So this is a very, very profound encounter that Isaiah has that Jesus steps into this passage and into this encounter in revealing why people are not getting what he's saying. Well, guess who was talking to Isaiah? The Word of God, who was the Word of God before the foundation of the earth. So the Word of the Lord, when the Father opens up in his mouth and speaks, that's Jesus. Now, we know that Jesus became a man, and he was always God, and the mystery of our faith is not that Jesus became God, but that God became a man, Emmanuel, in Jesus. So God, that that is speaking to Isaiah... Jesus is using this very same passage in his ministry to communicate that people are unreceptive and irresponsive to the revelation that is coming forth because it's coming forth in a way that they didn't expect it. And that's a great challenge in all of our lives. Sometimes God shows up in a way uh, or at a time that we don't expect, and sometimes we can miss what he's doing because he comes in a way that we don't um, expect it. And so I just wanted to say that just kind of going uh, to the end of this passage, basically there's this, this stump that remains. And so this tree is dead. Like there's no fruit on the tree. It's like a stump. It's ugly. It's, it's for all practical purposes, it's dead, but it's left. And then that stump and that remnant is a picture of resurrection, when all hope is lost, when it seems like it's totally done, there is a remnant. There is, a, there is the ten percent. So 90, 90 people out of a hundred are just not going to get it. They're not listening. They don't want to get it. But it's 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 a remnant of people who embrace what God has revealed, who then step into what He's doing. And so my my um, my friendly, you know, encouragement to people is respond to what the Lord is saying to you, and you'll have the power to change. And when you make change a habit, change leads to transformation. Because God can touch your mouth, but you still have to watch it. God can give you His perspective, but you still have to choose it. God can give you a clear assignment, but you still have to partner with it. God will not do my job, and I cannot do his job. So it's my job to discern, okay, God, what are you saying? How do I position myself? How do I live from your holiness and from your perspective? How do I be faithful to the things that you're revealing to me? How can I be a good steward of what you're saying? How can I—and and these are questions that, that in, in our times of prayer and worship, we have to seek the Lord and ask him, like, how do I position myself to fulfill the assignment that you've given me? And he already tells Isaiah from the beginning, this is not going to be an easy assignment. And, um, and so, I thank God Isaiah said yes. And, and it's, it's really a fascinating passage to me because Jesus uses this passage a bunch of times. And um, so I, I just think that that's encountering the Lord is what initiates the change process that leads to transformation.
0: That was a bonus segment for episode one. If you want to go back to listen to the original full episode, you can look for change and transformation under the Be transform podcast. This is DK Kim and Adam Levecki, your hosts. Thank you for listening.
1: Adam Lavecki here. On behalf of DK, Kim, and I, we want to thank you for listening to the Be Transformed podcast. If you have found this helpful, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. Thanks again for listening to Be Transformed.